Welcome to Viking Vibes, the St. Joseph by the Sea High School experience, an exclusive, first of its kind podcast and web series dedicated to all things St. Joseph by the Sea. We are here today with former NFL player and current coach of the St. Joseph by the Sea High School varsity football team, Coach Tressa Baptiste. Tressa, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. So before we get into it and talk about all the great things that you're doing over at St. Joe's with, with the football program and the sports program in general, let's talk a little bit about a little bit about your background and let's also talk about some of the the amazing teams that you've played for, the the Saints, the Seahawks, the Bears. I mean, that's it's quite an experience. And now you're at the helm of St. Joseph by the Sea High School's program. So tell us about your background. Well, absolutely. My background began in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, my family and I migrated to Staten Island, New York back in 1999. I entered the sixth grade at IS-61. Uh, throughout my three years at IS-61, I've managed to uh, gain friends uh, and attending our high school, right? We're uh, zoned for Curtis High School at the time. And attending Curtis High School our freshman year, my friends convinced me to try out for football. So it wasn't something you wanted to do. People had to convince you. It convinced me to try out for football, absolutely. It worked so, out pretty good, If I mean. It, it, hindsight, yes, absolutely. <laughs> my understanding of football was football, soccer, yeah. right? In uh, my household, gotcha. football is soccer. Not American. Not American gotcha. football, right? So I assume that I'm going to try out for a soccer team. I'm, I'm familiar with soccer. A football, football was soccer in my household. So when my friends asked me to join and try out for the football team, I was comfortable with it. I was confident in trying out and my skills in soccer. Uh, showing up to football tryouts at Curtis High School, it ended up being football, what we know as football, right? American football. You're walking football. down there with cleats and shin guards and a soccer ball, and all of a sudden We're walking like, down there we with cleats, shin guards, and a soccer ball, and, and I saw... And what we call a rugby ball right. at the time, right? So I'm like, hey, guys, what is this? Is this rugby? No, this is football. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel bamboozled a little <laughs> bit, but I stuck it out, right? right? Because the friendship aspect was more important than the actual sport at the time. So, And then so now you went, and I'm going to assume you made the team, right? Because you played yeah. in the NFL. So yes. talk about how, how you went from thinking it was, you know, European, European football or soccer compared to... American football. Yeah, absolutely. So my friends at the time, we were all wide receivers. So I decided, hey, I'm not familiar with any of the uh, positionings, so I'm going to be a wide receiver with my friends. So we joined the wide receiver line. Long story short, my freshman year, uh, I did not get any playing time at all. <laughs> it happens. It's all right. <laughs> we attended practice each and every day, you know, with the same enthusiasm and the same energy and focus, knowing that we weren't going to be utilized on Saturday in the games. But uh, we kept engaged. We kept everyone keep uh, you know engaged and enthusiastic about what was going on that that year during that year, and uh, we had fun. So then, talk about the transition from Curtis to then the next level of football, the next level. Of yeah. Play. So my next level is right. Just to go back to the ninth grade year, not being a starter at the wide receiver position, I still managed to be a scout team linebacker. Nice. So that's when I was introduced to the linebacker position. Okay, so I went through all my freshman year being a scout team linebacker and about the eight-string wide receiver. There you go. Right? So uh, at the end of the uh, freshman season, our varsity head coach, Coach Fred Oliveri, then came up to our awards dinner table where the JV sat, and uh, he said, hey, Tressa Baptiste, uh, would you like to come up to varsity? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, what is varsity? Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, what is varsity? And then my friends, uh, they're giggling, they're laughing. They're like, it's the older team. I'm like, why me? It's you the know? big leagues. It's the big leagues, right. right? But why me? So I was confused. At, at Initially, I was confused. 
And then I went home, I spoke it over with my father, and I explained it to him. And his same question was, what is varsity? You right. know, we're all familiar with it. And uh, I told him, it's the big leagues, it's the older team. And uh, he said, well, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Right. Right. My father's an athlete as well. He played soccer all his life, so we're familiar with soccer. So he doesn't understand the game of football, but he understands the work ethic that goes right. into the preparation of the sport. So... The summer of my freshman year, transitioning into my sophomore year, we would go to Corporal Thompson Park every afternoon. He would get Got off the practice. ferry at 6.30 p.m., and we would be running soccer drills. Wow. Soccer drills, right? Cleats. We left the shin guards at home. Left the shin guards at home. All left right. the shin guards at home, but we would just practice. Run, 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 run. That's all we did. And uh, coming into, entering into my uh, fall camp, going into my sophomore season, I'm on, I'm on the uh, varsity now. Obviously, I'm only second year into the sport. I'm, again, low on the uh, depth chart, not having any experience as the other guys, right? A lot of my teammates... But still getting that, handpicked to go up. Still getting handpicked right. to go up, right? And uh, still, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Being a head coach now, right. right, and understanding the dynamics of uh, play evaluation, I don't know what Fred Oliver saw. It was saw just it. meant to be. It was meant to be, right? Long story short, fast forward, I ended up winning the starting position about week four of my sophomore season. So coach was right. Right? Coach, coach was, was right. right. Coach was right. It's slow Shout start. Out to Coach slow start, right? Didn't really see his plan to begin with, but we stuck through it. Right. That's the main thing, right? Perseverance. And especially not seeing the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, right. but just still being locked in enough to get through it, right? And trusting enough to get through it. And it, it took some trust. It took trust in my coaches. And I trust Fred Oliveri that we were able to uh we were able to get it right. And we got it right about week four, you know. I ended up Went in the starting job. I shared the inside linebacker position with Shamaya Legrand, senior linebacker. I'm a sophomore at that time, and nice. I learned a lot from Shamaya Legrand. Right. Right? That was the guy that literally caught me up to speed as a sophomore being on varsity. I've only had one year with that guy. Uh, he went on to play defensive tackle at Hofstra University. But I, th I thought the building block that he instilled in me as a player and my teammate, I was able to carry it on throughout my junior season and then eventually getting uh, to my senior season where I ended up being a two-way starter and the team captain and all those so things. So from water boy to two-way starter. <laughs> and that's, I'm okay. I don't, I'm, that, that's so no, you should be proud no, of. I'm not saying that. No, no, that. absolutely. Because I mean, no. you're standing here saying, you don't know how it happened. And now you're a two-way varsity starter. You're getting picked up from JV up to the varsity league, and all because you went down to the field with cleats and shin guards. That's absolutely. Fantastic. That's absolutely. And and on top of just going down to the field, I, I did my part as well, right? Of being, being uh, Right, being that young freshman football player with limited game experience, limited football experience. I, I thought the commitment and the discipline at practice is what led to this right. opportunity and, you know, being advanced you know, promptly to the varsity. Sports is like life, right? If you dedicate yourself, you either you read, you work, you lift, you run, whatever whatever the application is, whatever the end goal is, if you dedicate and put your mind to it, you're going to get there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm a firm believer in the sport of football and in life, right? You get what you put in. Exactly. You get what you put in, 
right? And I've never given a lot more than I've gotten back from football. It always comes back in equal fold. So give and take, give and take, absolutely. All right. So now let's go a little bit, a little bit after, a little bit after right. Curtis High well, School. Now a happens? little bit after Curtis High School. So again, like a lot of my teammates back in uh, you know the early two thousand, getting out of Staten Island was a difficult task, right? Uh, just having the exposure that was needed, the information that right that is at everyone's disposal now that right. was limited 20 years ago so couldn't right, just pull up your reel on at, you know <laughs> couldn't just pull up the reel on the huddle app right, right? Yeah. The applications we yeah. had the vhs tapes we had to go get it copied from someone who had a record right. a, a double vhs recording all right recorder and uh we made duplications that way and then we had to go into the ups office and mail yep. it out directly That's you know many years ago not <laughs> similar to your story but with the vhs so i played ball at yes. sc and i was all right Nothing crazy, but I remember my father would go there every weekend, and, yeah. and this was, I'm 40, so this was literally 25 years ago, right? Absolutely. And it wasn't even like the camcorder. No. Like, you know how they're yeah. the oh, nice yeah. ones? Absolutely. This was the one with the actual VHS, because that's all they had. Yes. And this poor man would carry a box that looked like you know a briefcase, yep. and he'd put this thing on his shoulder, and then he had to buy, like you said, the dual cassette yep. recorder yep. to send out. The, mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. So that's 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 what happened. And I graduated high school just not knowing where I was going, not even knowing that I was going to uh, continue playing football. Right. So I graduated undecided. Right. I think most people do, though. So that's not, you know. Yeah, sure. For, for, for the most part, for the most part. But there's a, a lot of co uh, components that goes into graduating high school and not knowing where you're Got going it. to go to yeah. college, right? right? It's, it's an unfortunate situation right. that I, I wouldn't want for any of my players today. But that was the case for me. At the graduation, after graduating high school, I remember going on a computer, right? I played in all of the All-Star games, but this one uh, particular All-Star game I remembered, it was the Boomer Heisen okay. uh, Empire Challenge game, New York City versus Long Island. Okay. All right, and I'm looking at the brochure pregame in the locker room, and all of these players on the roster, they're committed to Syracuse, right. Rockers, you know, these different places, and I'm undecided. Right. You know, and I've, I've, I've won every uh, award that was needed to be won right. from a high school player. And so, again, that motivated me to then go back to school, all right, during the summertime and use one of our computers down in the library. Nice. There I you go. sat down there for about 45 minutes a day. It took about a week. Right. And I would Google colleges with football. Right. As simple as that sounds. And colleges then dial with football. Up was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well colleges with football came across a few colleges with football that I was able to uh, at least, you know, be accepted to. Uh, and Lackawanna College ended up being the decision, right? Uh one of the best greatest decisions I've ever made in my life Clearly, as a young right? teenager. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, under head coach Mark Duda, he took the little bit of football that I knew and a little bit of aggression and commitment to the sport that I that I had, and he molded into what I, I what I think is the reason for having the opportunity at the NFL and the go. next level at the highest level, right? So... Again, kudos to uh, Coach Mark Duda over at Lackawanna College for getting that done and instilling and instilling uh, you know the mentality that's necessary to play this violent game of football. And from uh, after graduating at Lackawanna College with my associate's degree, I transferred over to Hofstra University 
four nice. year college, right? Lackawanna College being a uh, junior college, two year community Got school. It. So you would have to graduate with your associate's degree to transfer and be entered into a four year college. All right. So uh, my time at Hofstra, this was uh, fast forwarding now into about t- 2009. So this yes. is all pretty recent. This yeah. is like, you know, we're talking, but we're not talking like I, I, I like to tell the kids I'm you're 25, young. but yeah, I'm 35, say, you're all right? You <laughs> I'm 35. So, yeah, 29, uh, 2009 was my junior year in college. Right. Okay, I got to Hofstra January of 2009, went through the uh, entire 2009 season as a linebacker there looking to win a job. And at the uh, conclusion of my junior season, uh, they folded the program. Okay. Seems they like. called this in for a team meeting and said right. that they were doing away with the football program. That's a terrible day. A terrible thing, especially now that I've only been at Hofstra for about 10 months at the time. Right. I've just came through the uh, recruiting process from Lackawanna College. Right. And now I'm back. And you did everything you need. You you (laughs) built the foundation. Yes, absolutely. And now I had to enter back into that market of of being recruited again, right? So, But it goes to show you, like what you said, the dedication. Yes. The the determination. Absolutely. What you did and where you were. Absolutely, absolutely. And and then just just having the uh, never quit mentality. Right. And that's really what, what brought me this far, right? So, again, that's Lackawanna College for two years, graduated with my associate's degree, went to Hofstra. Hofstra terminated their football program at the conclusion of my junior season, and I hopped back into what we call the transfer portal now today, okay. right? But the transfer portal for us was just an email. Oh, right? You got on the email. It was before social media. You right. got on the email. You Google the coaches, head coach of so-and-so college, and you sent out your tape, right? right. At this point now, we've had our YouTube. Okay. So I went there. Right? Oh nine, it's coming, so, it's coming. Yeah. So we transitioned from the VHS to now the YouTube links. Right. So now I'm emailing out YouTube links to my highlight. So now you got to figure out how to get the VHS onto onto YouTube. Oh, that's a whole nother <laughs> deal. That's a, absolutely that's a whole nother deal. So and then uh, I I probably sent out over 200 emails that year, 2009, right? And uh, just one school in particular, Texas A&M Kingsville, formerly known as Texas A&I. Uh, Coach David Calloway reached out to me. He was the defensive coordinator at the time, you know, and my explanation was simply I had one year, right? I had one year to play football. Right. So I knew in order to have an opportunity or a chance to play for one year, it wasn't going to be on a D1 stage anymore, right? Because you you understand the concept of that, right? So – Division two schools, they're going to quickly take a chance on you. Makes sense. Right? For one season. And I was provided the opportunity to travel down to Texas A&M in uh, Kingsville, Texas, and ended up finishing my senior year there and playing, you know, at the highest level in my career thus far. You know, I think I probably got nominated for about eight All-American nice. uh, selections, and, and the rest is history. From there, right, going into my week two was the first time I've met with an uh, NFL pro scout. Right. All right, week two, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, exactly. What's that like? Walk uh, us through it. Like, what's well, that you feel like? Well, first off, my perspective of football, I, I wasn't the player that was trying to get to the NFL. Gotcha. I was literally trying right. to win the next snap. There you go. Literally, right? But that's probably why it worked out. That's exactly why right. it worked out. Right. Exactly why it worked out. So, uh, again... Never took a playoff. There's no such thing as loafs associated right. with my, my my take on football. Right. All right. So we we went hard in everything we've done. And 
I remember it was actually on my birthday in 2010, all right? September 13th, week two, 2010. Uh, Coach Callaway, my defensive coordinator, called me. He said, I know it's your birthday, but, but before any festivities, yeah. you come on over here. We have the Jet Scout here to see you. Wow. I'm like, me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Went over there, sat down, spoke with him, met with him, and all, all went well, you know? And he pretty much brought it to reality for me, right? It, it, it then became a reality on that day. Hey, you have a real chance. The scout kept it real, kept it short, concise. He said, you have a real chance of playing at the next level, okay? Just keep it up. It's right. early. I just want you to know that if you keep this up, you'll have a, a, a fair opportunity. But think I'm not... about the thousands of players that never even had that conversation. <laughs> I know. And now I'm you not... get to walk out of that room. Absolutely, absolutely. So, again, you know, and he said, he made it clear, I'm not promising you anything. Of course. Yeah, of course, right? I'm not promising you anything, but you keep this up, what you've managed to, uh, the level you managed to play at, at the previous two games, you keep it up, you should have an opportunity at the next level. I mean, I left out of that meeting on cloud nine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right? Like, what are you even doing? I'm like, and oh. it's your birthday. Yeah, and it's, and it's right. my birthday, right? And if I wasn't already motivated to right. just be in the best football player in my team's locker room, now I'm like, uh, I'm a bobblehead, be. you know? You gotta. <laughs> exactly. I got to be. It's it, Now it's on me. Right. You know, the weight is on my shoulders. But And that's really what happened there. Yeah, so that, that was the main thing there for us. And, uh. And meeting with the uh, Jet Scout was the first time I've met with a professional scout. And after that, we were able to get things going. And then the scout started rolling in. And he, I would have two scout meetings, pro scout meetings a week. And then uh, I want to say about week seven, week seven, it was uh, the, and one, one scout in particular came in and made me a guaranteed offer, right? Uh, which team is this? This is the Chicago Bears. Right. Okay. He said, trust it. This is week six, week seven now. You keep this up. I believe it was 2011 draft. He said the Chicago Bears has three picks. First, third, and the final one, sixth. Right now you're projected six to undrafted. If you're available six, we're going to take you six. Okay? Sure. Week six. Right. Just keep it up. Keep right. doing what you're doing. Keep going, you know, all out and things like that. And I said, all right, thank you. No problem. And he kept his word. Right. Fast forward and fast forward. Of course, I've met with numerous teams or remaining 32 teams. Went through uh, the offseason at the uh, conclusion of my senior year. Going through, uh, we flew out to Miami for six months. Trained there, get, got ready that's for awesome. our pro I mean, that's day. an experience unlike anything else, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, just the, just the thought of signing an agent, right? right. Having just a sport, a, Just saying, yeah. I have an agent, right? right? You know? <laughs> but that's great. You should be proud of that. That's absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, and I'm smiling now because I'm actually thinking about my, how old was I? 21? Right. 21-year-old self? Right. And then and telling everyone else I had an agent, to me, that was funny. You're laughing. Right? You're like, I'm yeah, laughing right. because it was never my intent. Right. It was never my intent to play at the next level. It was my, never my intent to have an agent even want to represent me. Right. You know, so all of it was hilarious at the moment. But it was well-deserved, and it was well-worked for, you know. It wasn't by mistake. It was literally my commitment and my determination to continue on going right not too many players before we get to the nfl portion of everything but not too many student athletes can say that they survive 
three collegiate locker rooms. Right. That's three wild. collegiate programs. Mm-hmm. Right. And got and shifted around and had to get, maneuver. You I mean, got shifted. The fact around. that you didn't give up is in and of itself an amazing thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I thought that's unique. And from outside looking in, I thought that was a unique situation there. And then showed a lot of determination and uh, perseverance and keeping it going. Because at the conclusion of my Hofstra career, when they folded the program, they offered every football athlete an opportunity to stay on campus, and right. they would honor your scholarship. Wow. Every student athlete, collegiate football player, and they'll be lying if they say no, they never have thought this. Okay. Have thought about <laughs> going through a college life without football. Right. Doesn't make sense. It sucks running 110s and 110 yeah. degrees. Yeah, right, exactly. It sucks running stadiums and bleaches right. and all these things. Yeah. So at some point, you're, man. Only if I can get a free education without this football stuff, man, I would take it in a hurry without even second guessing it. And then the opportunity arise. Right. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not me. Right. I cannot see my life without football. Right. But that was the moment you knew. That's the moment I knew. Right. Press on. Right. Keep going, you know? And they offered the opportunity. To, I could have finished out my uh, bachelor's degree at Hofstra University. Right. They would have honored the full scholarship right. and all that stuff. But I decided, no, this is not the way I want to walk away from the sport. That's been good to me. Right. All right? And it's been good to me in numerous ways. All right? The main, main component in what it's done for me is... It's given me an opportunity to play collegiate football. It's given me an opportunity to graduate with numerous collegiate degrees. Right. An associate's degree from Lackawanna, a bachelor's degree from Hofstra University, a master's degree from Texas A&M Kingsville. I have an older sibling. I have a younger sibling. Right. They were not awarded these opportunities. Gotcha. Yeah. To go to college and and pursue their degrees and pursue their dreams academically. You know, so it is. We're gonna we're gonna get into the whole student yeah, athlete course, yes, because yes, I definitely yes. want to touch on that, absolutely, especially with your with your masters absolutely. and all that stuff. Now I know we could probably talk for another five hours oh, about I, the NFL, but give me if you have yes. one one story at the NFL level that is near and dear to your heart, or one story that that sticks out in your mind through the three teams that you were with on the professional level. The relationship building in the locker room, even on that professional level where it seems like every person, each person in that locker room is an individual. Right. It's the understanding that we cannot move on or progress or obtain our team goals without relying on each other, without building relationships, without the rapport, right. you know, and the trust in the locker room. You got to trust the guy next to you is going to do his job. Exactly. And if you do your job, then But you wouldn't think it's true. On the outside. On the outside. Right, and and getting all of this, right? Right. All of the accolades and all of the attention these guys and, you know, NFL players get. But they put all of their egos aside to build the relationship and make sure that we're trusting one another. And that component was consistent throughout all three locker rooms that I've been in in the the NFL. That's unbelievable. So so talk about how you left the NFL and then somehow St. Joseph by the Sea was fortunate enough to have you as their – Head coach of the Varsity Football Program. How does that happen? Well, it, it didn't happen so quickly and well, so easy, you're gonna, right? You're going to connect well, the dots for me. Absolutely. So, uh, what happened was, uh, this is 2013, I believe, 2014, and I was at home in Staten Island. I just left uh, 
I believe, uh, the Saints, New Orleans. And I came home for about uh, two months. And waiting for the phone calls, you know, you would get phone calls, come work out here. You'll right. be invited to different workouts. And uh, I was home, uh, it was about October 2014. And Coach David Calloway, who is my collegiate uh, defensive coordinator at Texas A&M Kingsville, he just recently took over as the head coach at Texas A&M back in 2014. Gotcha. So then he reached out to me and said, hey, Trusted, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm at home. I'm waiting for a phone call. Right. You know, I'm working out during the day, eight hours a day, and I'm at home just was sitting by the phone waiting for a phone call. He said, well, uh, how you feel about coaching? I said, well, coach, I'm playing. Right. You know, well, you can do that. You can work out. You can stay in shape. You can do all of that here. Right. In Kingsville, I said, uh, I don't know, coach. I don't know. Well, he cut me right there and then. He said, well, I'm offering you a GA position, a graduate assistant position, right? You're going to earn your master's, and you're going to coach the linebackers. And that's when you were like, this is good. I said, oh, You made right. you an offer you couldn't refuse. Yeah, it made me an offer <laughs> I couldn't refuse, right? I'm able to work out. Obviously, a collegiate coach, you're always right. in a weight room. Of course. So you're going you're gonna to steal a couple reps, you yeah. know, from the kids, of right? You're like, all right, give me that bet. So that kind of deal. So went down there. Graduate assistant, linebackers coach. We were down there for about three to four seasons. And then uh, I ended up uh, coming back home to Staten Island, all right? And coming back home in Staten Island, this was about 2018. I sent out some emails to the different schools. And uh, Arthur Newcomb, head coach at Wagner High School, reached out to me, re to replied to the uh, email. Gotcha. You know, I just inquiring about an opportunity to coach the kids. Right. You know? Uh and he answered the email and said, hey, I just I just recently took in over the uh, head coaching reins from Coach Al Paterzo. Come on down. We just ended our first season, 2017. This is December 2017, going into 2018. He said, come on down. I said, all right, Coach, uh, I'm still out of state. I'll be there January 2018. He said, all right, uh, just stop by the school when you come. Right. All right, landed in New York. We went to 1200 Manor Road. I sat down with Coach Arthur Newcomb and coaching there for the last five years prior to becoming the head coach at St. Joseph Odyssey. So you already made your name in Staten Island as, as a head coach of a football program. Talk about how the transition happened from your former position to then going over to St. Joe's. Yes, well, I didn't quite make my name as a head coach. I was a defense linebackers coach at, at uh, Wagner High School. Got it. For the first two seasons, and then the final two seasons, I became the defensive coordinator at Wagner High School. Gotcha. All right, so in being the uh, defensive coordinator at Wagner High School, also the assistant head coach there under Arthur Newcomb, uh, we saw the opportunity at uh, St. Joseph Odyssey opened up. Uh, they were inquiring for head coaches and spoke it over with my team. Again, the David Callaways and a few other guys that I, uh, you know, really listened to. And... They said, trust it, this is your time. This is your opportunity, right. you know. Get your resume together, you know, fine-tune the resume and send it over there and see what happens, you know. You I, would think that just putting former NFL player at the top of it would just get it done, but. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, this no, this is football. Right. This is football. So we understand that, right? right? In order to get the job done, the titles is not going to get it done, all right? The title's not going to get it done. So that wasn't even, again, <laughs> the NFL wasn't in my, in my plans. Got it. Right? And again, I, I'm a firm believer in the worth ethic and who you are, not what, what you are. Right? That's, that's the understanding there. So, and 
applying for the uh, position, Rich Bruno called me in. Right? I believe he shot me a text, right? <laughs> That's typical of Rich. Uh, yeah, we, typical. we had Rich on here the other day. Hey, Tress, yeah. oh, I got your resume. Come on in. All right. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. You'd spam. Um, All right. So came in and sat down with Rich Bruno. For the first time I sat down with him, we spoke, connected the dots. The dots. I explained to him exactly uh, my philosophy in football and my belief in football and what's important to me. And he called me back in for a... Second interview, and that's when I met Father Riley and, right. you know, all, all the others. And we were able to make it official, and, you know. And what did you think, and now this is not a, a dig at Wagner because I'm not even familiar no, with what their facilities look like, but just knowing what the facilities look like at St. Joe's and what they have to offer and the, the sportsplex and everything they have, what, did it, what, what was your feeling when you first walked in? You were like, well, I'm home? Or like... Oh, man, uh, well... With facilities-wise, I always say St. Joseph by the Sea is a, if a prep school and a university had a baby, it would be St. Joseph by the Sea. I like that. There right? Right. If a prep yeah. school and a university had a baby, it would be St. Joseph by the Sea. I mean, we have state-of-the-art facilities, you know, so that's, that's, that's an easy decision in that aspect, in that regard, right? But now you want to talk about the kids. We understand the platform, the foundation is here. Right. right, the stage is here. Right, it's a nice stage, beautiful right. stage, but let's talk about the work. The, let's talk about the pieces. Right, what's going on? Why am I the third, fourth head coach in four years? Right, you know that that that's the conversation we wanted to get to, and uh, got to the bottom of it. It made sense to me, and I've made the decision to take on the challenge. And now, what year was that that you took over the the reins? Uh, twenty twenty one. January 2021, I want to believe. So this is my second season. So it's now. your second season, right? Yeah, yeah second season, January, January 2021. So talk a little bit about the reception and the kids and what what you're trying to do with them. Because starting to, pro I mean, I don't want to say you're starting from scratch, but you're starting from scratch, yes, right? I mean, absolutely. So you're coming in with different playbooks. You're coming yes. in with different mentality. You're coming in with not only former NFL experience, but former coaching position at a collegiate level. Yes. And then you're also bringing some value, which I think is very valuable, with the fact that you're not only just athletically inclined, yes. you're also on the academic side. Yes. You have all of these uh, accreditations. You have yes. masters. Yes. So you're, you're imparting more than just football on these kids. So talk about that. No, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, kids, right? The kids. The main thing with the kids and what was really, really uh, – instrumental and expediting this process of being a new head coach in a program and then getting out, then the program getting out through uh, the COVID and, you know, and right, I, was gonna say, I didn't even want to say the C word, but you, you yeah, came sure, in, in a sure, tough, no, tough no, time. Well, yeah, tough time, tough time. And it took a toll on us all, you know, especially the kids during that time, right? The adults were better prepared for that situation. Right. But let's talk about the kids. The kids were super receptive in everything we were, you know, offering, right? And the main thing, I'm, I'm going back to with the number one thing from the NFL that stood with me was the relationships, right? Right. And now being in a position at the head, I knew that I had to be the one extending, overextending myself in order to close this gap. Right between the new coaching administration and the kids that's been here, all right? The first thing we did was bring in the kids in, and we literally asked them, based on your experience and, and, and your time here at C, what did you and what didn't you like with your previous uh, administration? Right. 
number one thing. That's a good way to start. Number one thing, right? We wanted to know where the kids were mentally, right, and what they were looking for. I knew as the head coach of the football team, I had to be as transparent as possible. So I've gone out my way to make sure that I was transparent. I'm trustworthy. The kids can see me. I am extremely vulnerable. And in doing these things, I think we were able to close the gap in a really short period of time to where, right, fast forward into our first season, we were able to have what most would consider a successful season, 500, uh, first round home field advantage in the postseason, although we lost, you know. That's but that's but that is success. You don't downplay it. Yeah, for the for the most part, right? But the understanding with our football program and the kids, they understand that it's our progression and our journey is not a right is not evaluated based on the record. Got it. Based on a score. Right. All right. Put in the work. Put in the work. Exactly. Put in the work. Put in the work. And the wins and the losses is not going to determine whether or not we work today or not. So that was the main thing for us. And then talk about the receptiveness of the parents. And I mean, because, you know, everybody says C is a family. Now that now you're a part of the yeah, family, no, you no. see it. So it's it's a little different than other locations, Absol- other schools. Absolutely. absolutely. It's a family. It's a, it's a collective of people that's going out their way to be selfless and getting the job done, right? All in, in, all in benefit of the kids, right. right? Selfless adults that's giving back to the kids. And I, I tell the kids all the time, and I think the parents are aligned with it as well, we are here to be margins, right. right? To keep you in line, but continue being who you are, right? Within the lines of what we're looking to accomplish. So the parents been receptive. The parents have been super supportive. And they've managed to get their kids to every appointment, you know? Nice. Every appointment. Right. And we're demanding a lot from the kids. We're demanding a lot from the kids. And, and demanding a lot from the kids... You're demanding a lot from the parents as right. well. By default. You have by a, default. Yeah. You're not you meaning know? to do it, but no, you're doing it. No, by default. Right. You're, you're demanding a lot from the parents as well. And sometimes our parents are at the on campus twice a day, six days a week, right. you know, 365, yeah. right? We don't have some There is no off-season. No, there's no off-season, right? right. Not, not sure we're allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we could say it. It's good. <laughs> All right. But, again, the, the parents are super receptive. Uh, they're... they're accessible they make themselves accessible it's uh whatever you need for the benefit of the kids coach we get it done whether we need a lunchbox for our travel game or we need parents to work to change on game day we get it done and it's all hands on deck kind of mentality and that's and that's what wins games right yes. i mean that's what that's what builds the foundation so what are you what are you looking for in your second season right cuz it's still new you're yeah. still new to the no program. no absolutely yeah well what it's right. The overuse word culture was still culture building was still culture forming, right. all that good stuff. But what we're looking to get from this second season as a program is to be better than our last. Right. And that is it. That is it to be better than our last season. Sure. It seems stressful. It seems overwhelming. So we say, we just want to be better than our last snap. We want to be better than our last play. All right. Or our last rep. So that's, that's really it. You know, no one gauges us. We gauge ourselves. I like that mentality. And that's that's really what it is, right? right? That's really what it is. You test we, yourself every snap. Yeah, we test ourselves every snap, and, and we'll assess ourselves, right? Because a lot of times, the score and the record only judge you and assess you based on the destination of things. Right. 
Whereas we're focused on the journey of it. Right. The process Love of the it. process. Love the process, right? Not so much the product. We will eventually get there. So we're just focused on the process, man. As cliche as it sounds, that is who we are. That that's, is who we are. But that's good to be. And it simplifies everything for the kids. Because the kids now understand that everything that we're doing is itemized. And it is, right, the expression we use in our locker room is it's a lot easier to lay a brick than it is to build a wall. Correct. I like that. Right. So everything is one piece at a time. One piece at a time. One piece at a time. And talk about how, you know, the now all sports programs at sea have use of, you know, the the fitness center. And they have use of sports science management and all these things, the physical therapy room, all these really unique institutes, programs, and offerings that St. Joe's has. In your limited time, how have you seen all of these other things work together cohesively to make a better student-athlete? Uh, well, everyone's working together, right? And again, to make a better student-athlete. And I think the reason it works is based on the individuals, right, at these different departments within or support systems within right. the system of St. Joe's Odyssey. Everyone's working together. Everyone's understanding that in order for this to move forward progressively, we must be selfless. Mm. So you have adults in the sports science lab, the trainers in the sports science lab. They're there till six, seven, eight o'clock at night. Right. As much time that it takes to get the job done, they're there. You know, same with our coaching staff. I know I'm demanding a lot from the kids. I'm demanding a lot from the coaches. You know, and the parents. You know, by default, but. The main thing is that the adults in the positions that they're in, they're selfless. And no one's really just quick to punch out of the clock and go right. home. Right. You know? It's not it's, in and out. When you're there, that is the most important thing ever. And we have a beautiful campus. It's 25 acres. And sometimes you you literally get lost on campus. <laughs> That's a good thing. Though. Right? You yeah. get lost on campus in coaching and in progressing and just in, in getting better, you know? So again, it's just selfless attitude. And I think that's why it works well. That's an amazing story. I completely agree with everything that you're saying regarding how you have to be there. You have to show up to win, how everyone there is selfless. Talk a little bit about uh, alumni. So I know that at, at least the home games, right? Cause we're not expecting alumni to travel, unfortunately, yes. but alumni show up to a lot of the games. Viking pride runs deep. Talk a little bit about how maybe, you have any ideas of how we can get any of the St. Joe's alum involved in what's going on with the new sports program, the new football program? Absolutely. The one thing that's unique with St. Joseph by the Sea is that we are a fairly young program, right? I want to say our inaugural season was 92. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Because I think I was the, the second team that played. Okay. And I graduated in 97. Okay. So. Yeah. So, so I want to say we're we're fairly young, right? And of course, I am fairly young in my uh, administrative uh, deals here, position here for the uh, second going into the second season. But I think the main thing in promoting uh, alumni retention and alumni engagement would be the notion that it is a family, and in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you've been. And the alumni are the foundation of what we are, right? We can't just say Viking and it just hangs in the air. Right. There's something that's holding that stake in the ground, right? And, and that would be the alumni. So the main thing there, in order to know where we're going, we want to know where we've been. And it is not St. Joseph Odyssey Viking of the last two seasons. Gotcha. It's a collective. We have a history, 
Okay, we've been around for quite some time. We won a few ball games. We've we've won a few playoff games, a few championship games, and I know a lot of times, you know, they 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 tend to forget about our history, right? And you know, and the program's history. But if the alumni understand that we would not be able to be where we are today without them, and that's the if I can send a message to the alumni. That would be the only message I would send to the alumni. We are here because of you, and we want to continue to be here because of you. And the only way we're going to get it done is if you come back and, and, and you know, be engaged in the program. We are a family. That is the most important thing in running through brick walls is the trust factor. Right. Football is violent. Football I like when you said fun. that before. Yeah. Foot, <laughs> it no, is. No, if football, you never played, you don't know. If, if you never played, you don't know. And violence, no one executes violence just for the – Heck of it. Right. All right? You have to have a belief and a trust and a love for each other. Because you're going to war. You're going to war, man. And in order to go to war, at the standard we're expecting the kids to go to war, it has to be that love. It has to be that relationship aspect of it. And, again, we're a family. That's the main thing there. Family, 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 family would keep the alumni engaged and understand we're going somewhere together. So I got to backtrack because I sure. just made myself much older than I am. I said I graduated in 97. I graduated in 01. I'm thinking about when when the kids before me that graduated went because I was friends with their brothers. Okay. So I just want to make sure that everybody – I mean, I am old, but I don't want to outdate myself by, like, you know, that much. 40 <laughs> no, no. is old enough for me. Understood. The, uh, <laughs> the, the next thing I wanted to ask you is something – I mean, you've been around the island a long yes. time. So – you know, and we could say this out loud, C always gets a bad rap when it comes to sports. And Absolutely. I don't mean a bad rap in a bad way, but but people aren't really thinking about St. Joe's if you're looking to, to play high school level sports in general. Absolutely. Like, football aside. Absolutely. But now, we had uh, Rich Bruno on here. We had Tyler Young on here. Talking about all the W's last season. Talking about W's from three years ago. All these big wins that are going on the board. The sports program is actually tremendous. Now we have you at the helm of the football team of the sports program. So talk about, you know, what would you say to someone who always said, well, C's good at academics, they're not really a sports school, or what would you say to a parent that might be interested in sending their son to to play high school level sports, but they say, ah, you know what, uh, the reality is C's good for books, but they're not that good at sports. What do you tell a parent like that? Great question. All right. And then there's this there's multiple ways you can answer this question. Oh, yeah. And be right? honest. And, and, and the first one is if you are a student athlete, all right, in, in particular football, you're a football player and you have aspirations to go to the next level. If I can go back to being that 14 year old kid that's an incoming freshman, right. I would want to associate myself with someone that's been there where I'm going. Okay, that's the short answer. And I agree with that. I was, I'm glad you said that because right? that's what I was thinking. That is a short answer. Right. You always want to follow and lead someone who's done it. Absolutely. That is a short answer, right? The more comprehensive answer is you want to be around people that cares. You want to be true. around yeah. people that care about you. Correct. Right? Not care what you're doing or care what you're wanting to do or your capability. So the main thing is find somewhere that you're wanted and find somewhere where your kids are going to be looked after and taken care of. Because, quite frankly, 
the kids spend a lot more time with their coaches than they do with their parents. Absolutely. How I know? Because I see my kids more than I right. see my wife. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and my kids being the football players, right? But I don't have isn't any Isn't that the kids. basis of a happy marriage? That is. No. A, <laughs> just, that's what I say in my house. Well, I hope. work so much that I don't see you that much. Well, let's hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. Time will tell. But, <laughs> but the main thing here is you want someone that enjoyed being around your kids and is always going to be, you know, have the best interest for your kids. That's the main thing. And I, without a doubt, I know everyone at St. Joseph by the Sea cares. Cares. That's the first component in, in being successful, knowing that you care. And can, can you be trusted or can you trust your teammates, right? On campus, man, it, this is unlike any other campus. Again, I taught in the DOE for the uh, previous five years prior to coming to our C. And, I mean, we, we leave money unattended. We leave <laughs> iPads and valuables unattended. Right. And you can be going. There's no bullying. There's no. There's, oh right. yeah. There's none of that. There's, right. We don't thief. We don't bully. Right. There's, you know, it's 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 really right. The notion of a Catholic school like this, we embody that, and this is who we are. You know, so love it. It's it's a safe place, and if you want a safe place, right, where adults are going to look after your kids, this is the place for it. Um, this football team is the place for it. If you want your kids to be associated and, and, and surrounded, right, that's the word there, surrounded around adults that's selfless and is only here for the best interest of your kids, this is the place. And being a head coach of this football program, I say that with zero conviction, that we are here for the kids. We are not disgruntled football players. Right. Disgruntled high school athletes that's looking to read. You're happy to do it. Happy to be there. It's a privilege. That's what I'm saying. Right. We're not disgruntled, disappointed student athletes that's looking to relive our careers and Uh, relive our time through kids. I think the coaches I had when I was at sea, those are those guys, but we won't name names. (laughs) Keep the names off the record. It don't matter. If you want, you can Google it. It's all right. It's not necessary. <laughs> All right, but no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're killing me here with this. But no, no, no. In all seriousness, right? In all seriousness, that's the main thing. That's the main thing. You want these adults to be surrounded by your kids or surround your kids that are selfless and just willing to give back to the kids, man. And that's the main thing. And I think that's, that's really at the bulk and the heart of what we're doing. The kids trust me and my staff, it, they trust us. They trust us. And that's the main thing. And we go out our way to make sure that that is true. And it's just not something we're saying. So I want to thank you. I appreciate you coming on. I know that we had to book you in advance because you're very busy. You're always at workouts or at practices and whatnot. And also teaching in the school, right? Gym yes, class, correct? Absolutely. So I know I know getting you here today was was hard, but we do appreciate it. Uh, so for anyone who's listening or watching, interested in learning more about Coach Baptiste, more about the football program, more about anything, you're going to go to josephc.org. You can check out all the links. Uh, and for those of you listening or watching, we encourage you to like, subscribe, and share the content of Viking Vibes, the St. Joseph by the Sea experience. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, all Coach. Right. Thank you.